0: Can you say Waffe? Hello, and welcome to the Mind With A View podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking about digital inclusion. What is digital inclusion? Well, the three main aspects of digital inclusion is number one, access. So like affordability, availability, two. Digital literacy, number three, application. So applying digital technology into the workplace, workforce development, applying digital technology into education, healthcare, and communities overall. Digital technology isn't just about going online. It it isn't just about the internet, but say like, remember a few decades ago, unless you worked in a company that already had internet access the internet was probably only accessible to other people through their local library for example for a couple of hours you know and then a few years after that it became more readily available to people at home but that didn't mean everybody could afford a computer at home let alone internet you know so at that point the library was still a vital part of the community for many people, in terms of people wanting to learn IT basics, learning that there's a whole new digital world out there that many people at the time didn't have the opportunity to learn about, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for such places as libraries and learning centers, specifically teaching people the basics of ICT, you know? And as the years moved on, technology moved on. After a few years, the internet was becoming even more available in homes but yet again as time moved on it still didn't mean everybody had the means to incorporate technology into their daily lives so now fast forward about 20 years or more to the present day and still there are people missing out on what should be an essential everyday thing in life using technology in everyday life You know what i mean there shouldn't be this digital divide, low-income households and disadvantaged shouldn't have to miss out for people being able to be a part of the digital age, the digital world that we live in now. You know, you can't move away from it. It's, you know, that's how it is now. It brings a whole range of ways to help people in their daily lives but still people are missing out. In terms of technology and growing up, technical minded if you like I consider myself lucky because I've grown up around tech since I was a child as that's what always interested me you know I'm a bit of a geek and I love that I remember when I got my first ever computer I was about 10 years old I think early 80s my mum bought me a Commodore 64 computer and I thought it was the greatest thing ever I thought wow what is this futuristic machine I loved it I guess my mum already knew, way before that, that I've always been kind of tech-minded. Even at that age, you know, she knew I'd, I'd grow into that and, you know, that was my kind of passion. While my school friends would be playing outside, you know, I'd be in my bedroom trying to learn my Commodore 64, you know what I mean? <laughs> and at the time when I got my Commodore 64, of course my me, me brother used it as well, but he was more into games. And at, at the same time, my cousins... They were the same age as me, their parents got them an Atari computer. They would be playing games on, on theirs. And I was more of a person that would wanted to learn programming. That was my kind of thing. I wanted to learn that kind of thing. But as for my brother, he, he loved just playing games on, you know, on our computer. My parents always thought it would be my brother that grows up into computers you know and being tech, technical minded if you like but no it was me it was the opposite it was me it was me that grew up in, into computers and being into that kind of thing and also at that time in the 80s early 80s in my area in my street if you like people used to think you know girls are not into computers and all that but I soon changed their mind and soon enough my other female friends they were getting into technology and all that you know so it was just good to put the word out that technology is is not just for boys, you know what I mean? Technology is for everyone, you know? Changing the mindset in our area that, you know, girls can be technical minded, be into computers and, you know. But as for my, my brother, even now he's still a bit of a technophobe, unlike me of course. You know, even throughout my school days in school in anything tech related and from from repairing to teaching other kids to become more technical minded if you like i just loved using my mind in that way there once was a time when i I wanted to become a proper computer engineer and all those years ago that didn't really happen you see because it was too expensive so everything i know is is mostly self-taught you know used to help people because it's something I I love doing. Anything computer related, anything like that, you know, fixing their computer, things like that, and digital literacy, anything like that. I remember in my twenties when I worked in Yemen for a few years, I worked in a newspaper called the Yemen Times. It was the only English newspaper there at the time. I mean, I had my usual various roles, you know, reporter, proofreader, interviewer, you know, like interviewing NGOs, uh, non-government organisations, etc. I didn't do much interviewing though, because I was a bit shy, but on the sidelines for a while, I used to help the editor. And at that time, that's when they started putting their newspaper online, you know, because at that time, the internet was getting more readily available. So I used to help them get their newspaper online, helping the newspaper to branch out in that way as well. That was really good. I loved it. And it was quite strange because my colleagues, most of them were male and they didn't really like the fact, or they couldn't get used to the fact that a female was helping them with specific tech. You know, brilliant times though. You know, they all made me very welcome and valued in that job. I loved it. So, moving on. When we think of people who can't get started using modern tech it's not only people who don't have the means to do so it's people who are also kind of scared of learning something new something different because it's like for some people for example my brother he's, he's you know he's still a bit of a technophobe not knowing how to get past that first step you know and it doesn't matter what age a person is you know my brother's 50 and sometimes he even asks me how do I turn off the computer? <laughs> and especially in these you know, these difficult times with lockdowns and restrictions. For example, my mum, she's 75. I always ask her, you know, mum, do you want me to teach you the benefits of getting online and exploring new things? And she always says, nah, I'm too old to learn all that technology stuff. I say no one's ever too old to learn anything new. You know, let's be clear there. Being digitally minded doesn't just relate to all things internet. What did people used to do without the internet? You know, it didn't mean people can't use a computer, be computer savvy, you know? I mean, in these times, and not just these times, in, in recent years, in what ways do you think people can help others? I think that there's responsibility for the government and companies to come together and bring about solutions for people who are missing out on things that others take for granted. You know people who have a computer or a laptop a tablet whatever kind of tech they have broadband they have smartphone they have data we take these simple things for granted some people don't have any of these things you know and especially these times families are unable to help the kids do homework online because they don't have the means to get online many students unable to do their own work online many people unable to have appointments with their healthcare workers online for example video consultations. Many people suffering loneliness, don't have the means to explore online, to chat online, video sessions, getting to know people, making friends, joining online groups and so on. There's just so many things in the digital world that a lot of people are missing out on, you know? And the fact, digital literacy. You could have someone who knows everything about social media, for example, yet they don't have the basic digital literacy skills you know what I mean which will help them in the future in terms of employment and so on some people don't know how to even navigate office programs you know administrative tasks and so on we need to get more companies to help people obtain tech maybe more companies can donate more laptops smartphones to more people more families and broadband companies and networks should make their products more affordable for low-income families and individuals and disadvantaged. The government needs to get behind this, do more. You know, I'm a service user and volunteer in Care NHS Foundation Trust. And one of my roles as as a volunteer, for example, is expert by experience in digital improvements. So I'm always thinking new ways, new ideas, what things can I do to help people and so on. So that's my passion, promoting digital inclusion and thinking of new ways, new, how can I help people? You know, how can I do this? For example, some people didn't have broadband. Some people couldn't afford the mobile data. So I thought, what can I do then? What can I do to help this situation? You know, what can I do as my duty to try and help people? So I contacted every CEO of all the major mobile networks. And I said, you know, data should be free for people who need to use their video appointments, do appointments online, etc. And use the service attend anyway. You know the data should be free. Do you know what I mean? So some networks attend anyway. Service was already on their whitelist, so no no data charges. And other networks started to do that, so that was good. I was just reading the NHS Digital on their site talking about digital inclusion. I'll read out a part of what it says, key points. Definition of digital inclusion. Digital inclusion covers digital skills, being able to use digital devices, such as computers or smartphones and the internet. This is important, but a lack of digital skills is not necessarily the only or the biggest barrier people face. Another is connectivity, access to the internet through broadband, Wi-Fi, and mobile. People need the right infrastructure, but that is only the start. Accessibility. Services need to be designed to meet all users' needs, including those dependent on assistive technology to access digital services. Barriers to digital inclusion. Research for the UK digital strategy suggests that there are a number of important barriers and more than one may affect individuals at any one time they are access not everyone has the ability to connect to the internet and go online skills not everyone has the ability to use the internet and online services confidence some people fear online crime lack trust or don't know where to start online motivation not everyone sees why using the internet could be relevant and helpful As access skills and confidence improve, it is increasingly important to tackle other barriers, including design. Not all digital services and products are accessible and easy to use. Awareness. Not everyone is aware of digital services and products available to them. Staff capability and capacity. Not all health care staff have the skills and knowledge to recommend digital services and products to patients and service users. The Government Digital Service has developed a digital inclusion scale which maps individuals digital capability from those who don't use the internet at all to digital experts. Some sections of the population are more likely to be digitally excluded than others. The Consumer Digital Index shows 11.9 million people, 22% of the population, do not have the digital skills needed for everyday life in the UK. By 2030, it is predicted that 4.5 million people, 8% of the population, will remain digitally disengaged. People with a disability are 35% less likely to have essential digital skills for life. Do you know what? I think we can all try to do something to help in some way to eradicate this digital divide in our society. Companies need to do more. Government needs to do more. Do you know what I mean? Thank you for tuning in and please remember you're never alone. Sharing what's on your mind can make a big difference to your mental well-being. So please don't suffer in silence.